0: You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message.
1: It's going to maybe be a little difficult for some, If you don't know where this book is at, to find it, it's not really difficult. Go to Psalms, then go to Proverbs, and then go to Ecclesiastes chapter 8. And if you'll go to chapter 8, I'd appreciate it. We always have um, Brother Bertram who reads the scripture, and I've asked him today uh, not to read it for us, uh, for not only the sake of time, but I'm going to have to go through these verses with you today and uh, look at them and uh, I hope that it'll help us. I-, I won't get to my message to right at the end, because we don't have to go through these verses to get the foundation. I'm preaching and speaking today on this word that is needed in my life. God gave me this a couple of weeks ago for me. And it's an amazing thing what God is speaking to my heart about. Uh, you're looking at a needy, needy man I'm realizing through all that you're going through and we're going through and the world's going through, I'm recognizing how frail I am. Oh, wretched man that I am. In my Bible time, I read that this week in Romans, I just pondered it so much that, uh, you know, we, don't, we haven't arrived yet, folks. And I've battled Jack Treber so much. But I also want you to know I'm living on the winning side. I am on the winning side. And God's gonna win the victory. He um, I, 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 I always does. Now I was in Ecclesiastes this week, uh, these last weeks, and this last week it especially uh, just came up open to me about courage. I, I want to have courage in my life. I'll identify that word in a moment. I don't want to be a coward. I don't want to live hopeless. I don't want to live negative. Uh, when, whenever I hear a negative statement, a negative word, uh, oh it's hot, oh it's hot, oh, oh it's cold, oh it's cold, oh it's this, uh, those little things tick me off. And that's my flesh, I know it, it, it should not. I, I don't wanna live my life, I wanna live, thanks be unto God that giveth us the victory. First Corinthians 15, 57. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not a victim, I'm a victor. I, I wanna, I, 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 I don't wanna be worthless, I do know that I'm unworthy. There's a big difference being worthless, I'm God's child. It's a miracle, Brother Adam just say, I love that song, it's such a good job, girls as well. But I want you to know this is a text that deals with courage, there's two kings going on here. There's King Jesus, and there's King Earth, heaven and Earth. And the king that's on Earth can get us very frustrated. The kings in our earth get power, and then they like to enslave their subjects. But King Jesus you're going to see in this text, it seems like he's doing nothing about it. He's not acting, because he says in this text, he doesn't do this speedily. He takes his time. I want to explain and I, I, that sounds like I'm speaking down to you, I don't mean to. I want to explain for us these verses and hopefully get to the message this morning. Look at verse one, and verses one through eight deal with basically the heavenly king. But the earthly king takes, tries to take ownership over God. But verses one through eight deals with this heavenly king. Who is as the wise man? Now he's gonna use that word twice in this verse. Who knoweth the interpretation of a thing? A man's wisdom. Now, let's stop right, I have to have wisdom. During this 23-week shutdown, what I call a lockdown, it's a lockdown. I have to have wisdom. Wisdom does not come from the earth. Wisdom, James, comes from above. And when I get God's wisdom, I'm going to be peaceable, the Bible says. If you're not peaceable, you have fleshly wisdom, you don't have godly wisdom. Daniel had not worldly wisdom, he had heavenly wisdom. Uh, Joseph had heavenly wisdom. Wisdom is the principal thing we're told, get wisdom. If any of you lack wisdom, let them ask of God. The question is, do I have wisdom today? Do you have it? And throughout the day you may have it and then you may lose it. If you're not peaceable, if you're full of envy and strife, you do not have wisdom. You might have academics, you may have education, you may have conviction over something, but you don't have wisdom. Wisdom doesn't come from man, it comes from God. And so he's talking about wisdom. And by the way, when you get wisdom, verse one, it shows up in two ways in verse one. One, your face is gonna shine. You're not gonna look in the mirror and say, wow, my face is shining. Moses was with God and he came down off the mountain, he did not, he wished not his face to shine, but everybody else saw it was shining. That's why I'm disgusted with myself at times because I've had more people say, Pastor, and you're being kind to me. It looks like you're weary. No, that's called old. But uh, I don't know what it is, and I, and I, I, I do get weary with it because we're human. But I don't want that, I want my face to shine. Look what he says here, verse one. When you have wisdom, a man's wisdom maketh his face to shine. What's the second thing? And the boldness of his face. Uh, that's the twin sister we'll see tonight. We need courage, we need boldness in these what is uncertain days, but they're certain because God has it under control. And a man that stands and says, I believe God can do Anything? (laughs) That's no boldness. There has to be a boldness in our face, like a flint, a hard stone that's, boy, you can, bring it on, come on! And and a man with wisdom has a face that's shining, and a man that has wisdom, he has his boldness, he can stand. I counsel thee to keep the king's commandment, the king's commandment, and that, In the regard of an oath of God, what God tells us in that oath, let's obey God's oath. Verse three, be not hasty. I can say that to myself and my flesh. Jack, just don't be hasty, slow down. But again, I want to be hasty. I want God to intervene and do something. Swing a baseball bat from heaven, knock off some of these guys. But the king in heaven's not gonna do that. And we're gonna demand God to do something. And he says, be not hasty to go out of his sight. You cannot leave the presence of God. Be not hasty to go out of his sight. Stand not in an evil thing, for he doeth whatsoever pleaseth him. The earthly king does what pleases him, but the heavenly king is in charge. He's gonna do what pleases him. This thing, Mother Everson, God sent it to us and I see him purifying God's people. Amen. He's purging the work of God, nationwide. He's, he's doing something. Someone says, I'm not coming to church anymore. I'm not fretting all night long stew and I'm thinking, thank God. You think I'm being careless, I'm not being careless. If God wants someone here, they'll stay here. They'll be sensitive to God. If they want to leave, that's up to them. That's not, I can't, well, pretty please, will you please stay? I promise I'll be nicer. I promise I won't be so hard, preach so hard and believe in old time religion and believe in the King James and believe that men ought to look like men and women ought to look like ladies. And I'll, I'll back off of all that. Whatever you want to do, I'll buy into it. I'm not buying into what the sheep want. I'm going to try to get what God wants for this church and preach the word. There's plenty of places to go if you don't like it. I'm not trying to get rid of anybody, but when God is doing a work, and God is doing a work, there's gonna be casualties. I told you that week one. It's gonna happen. I don't like the the way you're dealing with this COVID thing. I believe believe that you're political. I'm not political, I I wish it could be more. But nonetheless, verse four, where the word of a king is, there's power, both heavenly king and earthly king. We need to pray for our governor. He has power. We need to pray for him. That he doesn't abuse the people under his power. And who may say unto him, What doest thou? Sometimes we say, God, what are you doing? And you can't get all irritated at the earthly king. What's he doing? What a jerk! Be careful. Who keepeth the judgment shall feel no evil thing. And a wise man's heart discerneth both time and judgment. That word judgment is going to come into play now. You're going to begin to see it. God is going to bring judgment on his time. And he introduces to us this subject of judgment. Verse 6 because to every purpose there is what? What's that word? Time, there's a time. And it's never your timetable. It's not getting God on your timetable, it's you and I getting on God's timetable. And when I'm tried and purified, that's when I come forth as gold, but I have to be on God's timetable. And he says it again, time and, here's the second time he says, judgment. Therefore the misery of man is great upon him. Some of you going through misery right now. Everybody is, but God knows. Verse seven, for he knoweth not, for he knoweth not what shall be. Man, I don't know what's gonna be. For who can tell him when it shall be? God, judgment now! Son, it's not time. I'm ticked off, it's been 23 weeks, God. I know, you don't know. My timetable is different than your timetable, and I'm glad it is because I've stepped out of line so many times in my life. I'm glad God did. Okay, Jack, I'm going to whack you over the head because you've stepped out of line once. I'm glad God's patient with me. Notice what the Bible says. What verse are we on? Eight. There is no man that hath power over the spirit to retain the spirit. Neither hath he power in the day of death. You you don't tell God when you're gonna die. My days, Job says, are determined by thee. Verse number nine, all this have I seen and applying my heart unto every work that is done under the sun. That phrase is constant throughout this entire book. There's a time, there is a time, there is a time Would you say that with me? Ready, begin. There is a time, there is a time, there is, when one man ruleth over another to his own hurt. When man begins to rule over us, he he hurts us. Government, that's what was so amazing about America's foundation. It's we, the people, not we, the government. And when government begins to control our lives, we have lost freedom and liberty that our Constitution speaks about and what we speak about being free in Christ. Stand on your square. That's your square. That's your your square, six feet. Cover your face. You can't go to church. You can't have a school. Uh, you stand you, there you you, you you have to gonna have to get this vaccine and take the vaccine. you have to do it maybe i don't want it please i'm not telling you not to have your children vaccinated for all these childhoods and diseases, but you better know what's in that vaccine. We have been investigating because we have a company that uh, will be willing to fog our school buildings but I want to know the chemicals that are in there and I don't want to know it's just gonna be safe today I want to know what the effects are gonna be five years from now. can you anybody nobody can tell me the chemicals you give please I'm not saying don't give your kids shots you'll figure that out but you give your children what is now called the cocktail shot you better know what cocktail is in there well my doctor said it's good yeah but does your doctor fast and pray and seek the face of God too Hey, mother and dad, you're responsible. You better know what's in that shot. You you better know and say, I'm I'm not saying don't take the shot. I'm saying if you don't want the shot, you're gonna have to be willing to pay the price. And you have to be convinced that this is right. I'm not the one, hey, listen, government, if we're not careful, you cannot go to the nursing home. So my sweet father-in-law dies in a nursing home by himself. He was there 20 weeks. On the last day, the last few hours they left, three of the kids come in and they all live right there, six boys, five boys live there now, all right by their daddy, could not even go to the window and say, hello, dad, preached the gospel for 57 years in the same church and he died alone. Didn't have a phone, didn't know how to use it, could not hear, could not see the TV in a room by himself, eating a meal by, you're not gonna be with anybody, I can't even get a hold of our, we have 12 rest homes. Can't talk to them. I can't talk to Phyllis. I've tried so many times. I can't talk to Herman over there. He would take a bus and he'd the fellow. he'd pay for it to be here every Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. He's been in that rest home for 23 weeks alone. Lieutenant Colonel Harder, you've had that ministry 25, 6, 7, 8 years. So many people come, they love you, been teaching the Word of God. But he doesn't even know how many are still alive over there or how many were lost. Now, you can't go see them. You can't, I've not been in a hospital to make a visit. I'm not allowed in, I can't go to the jail. But a governor had a great idea, let's release 18,000 prisoners but he's threatening the pastor down in Southern California, a couple of them down there, I'm gonna put you in jail. I guess we cleaned them out for the Christians. Uh, This fellow that totally destroyed a young girl's life and violated her morally, who's in prison, who was left out. Within three days, he hunted her down because she was in the courtroom saying, he did this to me and he found her and he slaughtered her little life. And now her mom and dad No, he's free and their daughter's dead. Something's wrong when people rule over you without the heart of God. You can't eat inside a restaurant. You can't sit next to persons. You can't have a funeral. Yeah, but Congressman John Lewis had 12 of them. And every row wasn't, every other row, every row was taken in seven days. You can't have a wedding because authority, if we're not careful, does it to control us. If your neighbor has more than 10 people at their house, you have to call the authorities on your neighbor. One of our staff members just got back from the East Coast and you get to the East Coast, you have to go through baggage, you have to go down there and submit your name and it's, uh, it's most states in America right now, you have your name, your address, where you'll be staying, your cell number, no, and when you have to stay 14 days and when you can leave. This is America! Because if we're not careful, the king exercises authority to hurt to control. Now, I understand that in communist countries and Marxist countries, but I don't, I don't understand that one nation under God. I told you it's gonna be a while before I got to my message. I got seven minutes to finish it up. Look what he says in verse number 10, and I saw the wicked buried, who had come and gone. And by the way, wicked people come and go and so do righteous people the place of the holy where they were forgotten in this city where they had done so this is vanity it's emptiness because sentence against an evil work is watch this here's what God says how I execute against evil people the the sentence against evil work is not executed speedily I'll tell you what we've got to get this thing under control and we've got to boycott and we've got to stand we've got to fight and I'm all for taking a stand I'm not saying that But God's going to do, you know what, the, you say, well, you're asking for no deaths for 14 days. Yeah, but you know what's happening here? We're trying to get God's people to pray. And maybe in the midst of our prayer, we'll say, not my will, but thine be done. Amen. I keep losing my place, let's go back. Because the sentence of evil work is not executed speedily, therefore the heart of the sons of men is fully set in them to do evil. Because, because they get away with it, these liberals and these compromisers, they get away with it, they get away with it, they get away with it, and they're not, there's no execution quickly, there's no uh, dealing with it, God doesn't do it fast. We become hopeless. Our, our hope is not in a governor. Our hope is in a God, and he's the God. Look at, look at verse 12, though a sinner do evil and a hundred times, and as days be prolonged, he keeps living. Yet surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be all right. Thank you for what you said. It's gonna be okay. This must be our Daniel moment, our Joseph moment. I was gonna say Calvary. I think in my way I'm saying it's disrespectful. You know, the the moment that our Lord lived for, his hour had come. But it, it shall not be well with the wicked. It's not gonna be okay with the wicked. Yeah, but God's not doing anything. It's not gonna be well. And that ought to break our heart because there is an eternity right. after this short life called heaven or hell. Yes, it's vanity, verse 14. I'm skipping to get to where I need to go. And then I commend it, verse 15. Mirth, because of man hath no better thing under the sun than to eat and to drink and be merry and abide with him of whom is labor of his life God giveth him under the sun and I applied my heart to know wisdom there's that word we started with I needed wisdom so I, I, I I've asked God for wisdom to see the business that is done upon the earth and, and we, we don't see why, why is all this going on on the earth but maybe right now we're looking here too much instead of looking unto Jesus who in our estimation is slow is not doing his job but everything is always in his time Sister Julie remember we used to sing that with the choir in his time in his time he makes all things that's what chapter 3 is about a time to laugh a time to mourn it's all about time And God's timetable is always my timetable. And the Bible says, therefore, verse number six, I plan my heart to know wisdom, to see the business that is done under the earth. For also there is that that neither day nor night seeth sleep with his eyes. You know, down here we start looking at this. It takes our sleep. And I beheld the work of God. Read that, please. Ready, begin. And I beheld all the work of God. Read it again, please, verse number 17. Ready, to begin. And I beheld all the work of God, that a man cannot find out the work that is done under the sun. Because though a man labor to seek it out, yet he shall not find it. Yea, further, though a wise man think to know it. You, you can't figure out what God's doing, but God's got it in control. I have three minutes left. My message today is about courage. I have to have courage in God, belief in God, a face like a flint, a face that just shine, a face that's okay, it's all right. Uh, courage, courage is not the absence of fear. It's the mastery over fear. I cannot be ruled by fear and when I get fear, it's not of God for God is not the author of fear. So here's John Huss, John Huss, who was gonna be burned at this stake as a martyr for Jesus Christ. And, and he said, I can't, I, I, can't, I can't even put my finger on that little flame of candle. How in the world am I gonna die at the stake as they light those, what they called that day faggots, those sticks and burn them on fire as he's st- there. And then he said this as they tied him to the post and as they lit the fire, he said, I have taught I have taught with my lips, and now I seal it with my blood." That's courage. We know the story of John Knox, the founder of the Presbyterian movement in 1572. He was a Roman Catholic priest, and as he read the Bible, he got saved. And he left and became a Protestant. We're not a Protestant. Protestant groups pulled. They protested against Rome, so that's why you have various groups, Methodists and pro, Protestant groups. And I'm not suggesting it's wrong. I'm just saying Baptists never protested. We were given our names by the enemies. They're called Baptists, Anabaptists before that, other words that were used to, to describe the Baptists throughout history. John Knox, who was preaching the gospel after he left the Catholic Church and became a Presbyterian, the father of that movement. they said, you can't preach that. He was, a, he was a fiery preacher. He said, you can't do this. But he kept doing it. So they put him in prison for 19 months. And it was hard and difficult. And when he released him, the next 30 years of his ministry exploded. They came from everywhere. In every country, everywhere he preached, the crowds came to hear the man of God preach. But here's what he said. And it's written on his tombstone. Here lies a man who never feared the face of clay. Here lies a man who never feared the face of clay. Man's face is just clay. And when I touched my father-in-law's body here about four weeks ago, whatever it was now, that clay became hard he who was so vibrant and had flesh and life and blood flowing through his body and not said I don't, I don't fear the face of clay today as we think of judgment of God it's so slow but Mr. Arafat God, God help that poor man he would walk around with that gun, head of the Palestinian movement. There's no such thing as you you, you know this, if you know anything about it, there's no such thing as Palestinians. Amen. It was created in the fifties. It's not a race. It was created. And he would shoot people and kill people and lived in dictatorship, but he died suddenly and Saddam Hussein, who was killing people, not allowing Christianity in his, in his country, and it only, it only, it took a gun at a dinner table and killed his son-in-law at the table. And he had the right to kill whoever he wanted to and murdered and slaughtered. But we found him in a hole, hiding, and his own people hung him and executed him. I think of Fidel Castro, who was so anti-God, an outlawed God in Cuba. I think of how Ceausescu, and some of you folks are from that region, and from that area, and from that country, and how his body was filled with bullets from his own people. I think of Khrushchev, and Hitler, and Mussolini, and Hitler killed himself in a bunker, and Stalin and Lenin. Verse 12, our, our courage comes from God. Our courage not, does not come from man, it comes from God. And verse 13, the wicked are doing well. You're not gonna get courage by watching how well the, 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 the wicked do. You're gonna get courage from God. And my job, if I want courage, to, is to apply my heart to wisdom. I must not, you must not. God's people must not be weak-kneed. We cannot be soft. We cannot be intimidated. We cannot be indifferent. We cannot be careless. We cannot be spineless. In this moment, we have to be strong, determined, daring, brave, heroic. An ocean liner was hung up on the reef and the young seaman came to the old seaman and he said, it's out there and the tide is pushing out and the winds are pushing against us. He said, I, 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 he said sir, we cannot go out to seek to rescue. We cannot go out. We will never come back. And the old seaman straightened himself and said, son, seaman, we must go out. But we don't have to come back. Launch the boat. I think today we need that spirit. We have to do what we're supposed to do. We have to stand for God. Winston Churchill said this, that courage is the first human quality because all others hinge off courage. I cannot lead, you cannot follow, we cannot lead in our homes from fear and I, I just don't like all that's happening. God knows what's happening. General Flynn, I read you what he said to America this week. General Flynn and what an awful thing happened to that man's life. He said, this is my letter to America. This week, you may have read it. We are witnessing a vicious assault by the enemies of all that's good. And our president is having to act in ways unprecedented in decades, maybe centuries. The biblical nature of good versus evil cannot be discounted as we examine what's happening in America. It's Marxism in the form of Antifa and Black Lives Matter movement versus the very capable and underappreciated law enforcement professionals, the vast majority of whom are fighting to provide us safe, secure homes in our streets and our communities. When the destiny of the United States is at stake, the very future of the entire world is threatened. As Christians, shouldn't we act? We recognize that divine providence is the ultimate judge of our destiny. Achieving our destiny as freedom-loving nation, providence compels us to do our our part. As Christians, we must act. It encourages us that this battle against forces of evil to face our fears head on. No enemy on earth is stronger than the united forces of God-fearing, freedom-loving people. We can no longer pretend that these dark forces that are against us are gonna go away by prayer, mere prayer alone. Now, wait a minute, I, I believe it can, but, but, but I agree what he's gonna say. Prayers matter, but action is required. And if you're watching, I am not creating an environment, Let, let's go protest, at the, let's publish the addresses. One of our great senators has put in this pulpit, this state, His son's address was published this week because he's a a prosecutor for the government. That's the wrong thing for that man and his wife and children to have to go through. You don't publish anybody's address, whether they're your enemy and whether they're wicked or whether they're righteous. That is the wrong thing to do. These are public servants of Jesus Christ. Romans 13, decide how you can act. This action is needed at the local, the state, the federal uh, levels. Action is required in the economic, in the media, in media, in clerical, and in ecclesiastical realms, church realms. The general is telling us, let's get with it, church. Decide how you can act within your abilities. Stand up and state your beliefs. Be proud of who you are and stand for it. And face headlong, the community leaders are willing to allow dark forces to go beyond the peaceful protest and destroy destroy and violate the safety and security. Church, churches, house of worship must return to normal. We invite everyone of good will not to shirk the responsibility and act, instead act in a fraternal fashion. If for no other reason or with no other ability, act in a spirit of charity. We cannot disrespect and disregard the natural law with our own religious liberties and freedoms. I am witnessing elderly people lose their connection to all that is good in their life, connections to their faith, their families, their individual freedoms, especially the simple act of attending church, something that these elderly have been doing for decades. Let us be not intimidated or fear those who cry out that we are the minority. We are not. God is always more powerful and always will prevail over evil. However, evil will succeed for a time when good people are divided from each other in their personal lives, children away from their teachers, preachers away from their congregations, customers away from their local businesses. America will never give in to evil. Americans work together to solve the problem. We do not and should not ever allow anarchy and evil forces behind us to operate on the streets of our cities. No one should be feared for their life because they're some dark disturbed forces challenging the very essence what America stands for. We are one nation under God and our individual liberties make us strong not liberties given to us by the government. Our government has no liberty unless we the people say so. God bless America. Let us stand by everything that was, was and is good in our lives, our community, our country. Otherwise, America's the true North Star for humanity will cease to exist as we know it. Now I get to my message and my points, but we're out of time. Brother Cooper's gonna come and conduct the invitation, but it is time for an action. I'm not talking protest. I'm not talking about foolish things. I'm talking about Christians finding their knees and wearing out their knees and prayers directed toward God. And I'm praying that in this room, if you're lost, that you'll come to know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. And if you're listening online, he's our only hope.